Good morning, everyone. Uh, before we delve into these beautiful readings this Holy Sunday, just a brief announcement. Beginning this weekend, we're reintroducing Holy Communion under both species. So that's only the, remember the, the body of our Lord and the precious blood. Remember, we don't, after consecration, we never refer to the precious blood as wine anymore. I'm just saying wine for the sake of conversation. But so, again, like, as we've always done before, in B.C., before COVID, if you remember that time period, we used to have Holy Communion under the, with the precious blood and, and the host, the body of our Lord. And so we're re- reintroducing that this weekend. And so you'll notice we'll have two stations on the side, as we've done in, the, in years past, if you recall that time period. So again, we have the opportunity today, beginning this weekend, receive our Lord in Holy Communion with the body of our Lord and His precious blood. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Have you ever had a sleepless night? So stressed out that you lie in bed and your mind is just running a thousand miles an hour. You think about many things, don't we? Especially you parents in here. You worry about your kids, especially with their young adults and they're starting to make bad decisions. You worry about them. You're worried about your relationships. You're worried about work. I remember recalling one parishioner in my old parish. She was the principal of a local high school. She said every day her teachers would come in in tears because of the stress of teaching. Do you think that teacher slept soundly at night before going to work? We worry about war, politics, all the myriads of problems that we worry about. Oh, how many of us have had sleepless nights tossing and turning? We all do. And so when I hear the reading from St. Paul today, listen to St. Paul, our brother. He says to us, have no anxiety at all. Which leads for us whose hearts and minds race throughout the night, we say, Paul, how? How do we have no anxiety, no fear, no stress? Oh, if you were worked in a pharmaceutical company and your company was able to develop a pill that with this one dose would remove all anxiety with no symptoms, you would be one of the richest pharmaceuticals on earth if you developed that pill. And so Paul, we say to him, Paul, How do I achieve this peace that surpasses all understanding? How do we get there? That's the question. And he gives us the antidote right here. In the second half of the reading. 
It says, brothers and sisters, if we want to have no anxiety in this peace, he says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, then notice the next line. To achieve this fear-free, anxiety-less life. He says all of these things. Think about it. So there it is. In order for us to have no anxiety or no fear, he says, think about what is true, what is honorable, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what is gracious, and what is excellent. Well, what is that? Now we come, as many of you came in here, as we've been announced for the last few weeks, every day from here on out at 9.30 a.m. in English, we're going to pray the Holy Rosary here. And it's an opportunity if you want to join and pray the Holy Rosary. And that if you want to speak Spanish at 11.30 a.m., our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters will be praying the Holy Rosary before the 12 p.m. Mass. Again, why the rosary? We are called mighty St. Mary's. Our patroness is the Blessed Mother. And our parish should be renowned with love and devotion towards our Blessed Mother. The Holy Rosary was given to us. Our Blessed Mother appeared to St. Dominic in the 12th century giving him this holy rosary. And he would begin to spread this devotion. Because if you think about it, what is the rosary? People say, oh, Father, the rosary is boring. Ah, you're praying it wrong then. Because what the holy rosary is, is that we meditate upon those pivotal moments of the life of Jesus Christ. Pure and simple. That's what it is. The Holy Rosary is none other than meditating that which is true, that which is honorable, that which is just, that which is pure, that which is lovely, that which is gracious and excellent. The Holy Rosary is reflecting upon through the repetitious prayers of the Hail Mary, because the Hail Mary is none other than Scripture itself. And then interpose with the most perfect prayer, the words that Jesus himself left us to pray dear our Father. And what the Holy Rosary is when done well is when we think and contemplate the life of Jesus Christ. We call this form of prayer mental prayer. It's the using of the imagination to contemplate the Lord. Saint Alphonsus Liguri, the great Italian saint, famously said that all of the saints were made saints through mental prayer. And it is impossible for him who perseveres in mental prayer to continue to sin. So he's saying all of the great saints in our 2,000-year church were made precisely that way because they incorporated the mental prayer into their spiritual regiment. St. Teresa of Avila, the great Spanish 
mystic. A titan of a spiritual warrior, she famously also said that the devil knows that he has lost a soul that perseveres mental prayer. So the person who practices mental prayer, St. Teresa of Avila, said, oh, the devil knows he's lost that person who prays mentally every day. St. John of the Cross, another giant, is without the aid of mental prayer, the soul cannot triumph over the forces of the devil. St. Alphonsus Liguri, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, all encourage us to pray in this tactic. Well, what is mental prayer? Teresa of Avila, again, is helpful. She sums it up pretty simply. She says, mental prayer, this meditation upon our Lord, is nothing else than an intimate friendship, a frequent heart-to-heart with Him by whom we know ourselves to be loved. So a mental prayer is, it is a union of hearts and minds. You see, this, is, this kind of language is very uncomfortable if we're used to having God way up there and we down here. This form of prayer is very uncomfortable if we don't think that God loves us or we hardly think of God because this type of prayer is intense. And it requires our attention and our devotion and our strength. And if we're used to God just talking to him whenever we feel like it, this type of prayer is off-putting. But if we truly want the benefits of living a stress-free, fearless life, there is no other path than this. The first reading from the prophet Isaiah. Listen. It begins with... Now let me sing of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard, my friend. Now in English, this translation is very flat. Friend is a very superficial word. But in the original Hebrew, oh, the intensity breaks out. The original word here that's translated into English as friend is dauhdi. It literally means beloved. Any Davids in here? If your name is David, see so few hands raised. You know what the word your name means? The beloved one of God. It's a variation of Daudi. Now let me sing of my beloved, my beloved song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard. The word vineyard here is nothing other than a metaphor for the people of God. And so what God is saying to the prophet Isaiah here, he's saying, I am your beloved. And I love you, humanity. And I want to have an intimate relationship with you. And that intimate relationship with us can only happen when we practice mental prayer. And if you think about it, it's actually quite common for us. Because think about it. 
Everybody in here, think back if you're married. Think back when you, when you just first met your future spouse. What was one of the indicators you knew that you were starting to like this person? And when you started to fall in love with this person, what happens? We think about that person all day long, don't we? Or in that cheesy pickup line. It's a famous classic cheesy pickup line. You go up to a young lady and you say, excuse me, excuse me. Are you tired? Uh, some of you already know it. Are you tired? And then the chorus of the lady says, no, what are you talking about? Why? Because you've been running through my mind all day long. <laughs> Brothers, Noah, don't use that pickup line. It doesn't work. It does not work. Ah, but why it's so funny is that it touches upon a very real sentiment. That when we're in love with somebody, we think about them. We think. And if that is true with just human relationships, how much truer is it with God? And if indeed God is love, as St. John reminds us in his letter, 1 John, how can we not think of God every day? Because now this is where the power of the rosary, why? For the last 800 years, the Holy Rosary has been the spiritual backbone of the Catholic Church. Because think about it, when we pray the Holy Rosary well, like this morning we prayed, the first glorious mystery, the resurrection. Now, apply that, the image of the resurrection, through this tactic of mental prayer. The resurrection, Jesus bursts out of the tomb. Now, in our mental mind, what does that look like? Is there light? What is Jesus wearing? How does the hands look with pierced nails through them? How does his feet look? Is Jesus smiling? Does Jesus run out of the tomb? Do you see what's happening? When we practice mental prayer through the repetition of the Holy, the Hail Marys, our minds and our, and our capacity to imagine begins to run. Second glorious mystery, the ascension into heaven. What does that look like? You, again, now use your capacity of your mind. Does Jesus raise to heaven slowly? Are there clouds present? Is the light shining forth? Or is he surrounded by a heavenly host of angels? What does it look like? Oh, let your imagination now run wild. Third glorious mystery. The descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. What is the color of the upper room? Is it white or is it red? How many people are present? What does the fire of tongues that which a scripture tells us is, appears above the head of the apostles? What does that look like? What are the apostles wearing? What are they saying? And again, your mind is running, mentally, imagining. The fourth glorious mystery, the assumption of the Blessed Mother into heaven. Well, what does that look like? And then your mind is running through. Mary ascends into heaven, going, and she's smiling when she sees Jesus in heaven. The, the mother who finally sees her son face to face. All you mothers in here, how would you look at your son, whom now you've just been waiting for, who the last time you saw was killed and tortured. Imagine that conversation between mother and son. Fifth glorious mystery, 
the coronation of our Blessed Mother as Queen of Heaven and Earth. How big is the crown of Mary? Oh, when the raising of one heart and mind to the Lord. The imagination between two souls enravished in love. You see, when we live the Christian life with all its ferocity and intensity, and not a flat faith which only thinks about God whenever we feel like it, oh, that type of Christian will never walk the narrow way. We will never be strong enough. Remember, Jesus says, I am the gate. Few find it. Why? Few. Because few souls take up the practice of mental prayer. If we want peace, if we want to live free from anxiety, and if you want to achieve this peace that goes beyond all understanding, we must think that which is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, gracious, excellent. And there is nothing more true, honorable, just, lovely, and praiseworthy than the life of Jesus Christ.